0: Hey, what's up, mi gente? This is Jeremy from La Ventanita Podcast. I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of our supporters, to anyone who subscribed, or even if you've listened to the show at least one time, I just wanted to say thank you. Also, I wanted to issue out an apology. It's been a minute since we last posted an episode, and that's on us. But in order to do right by you, we wanted to release two at the same time about finances. I hope that you enjoy it. And finally, I just want to give a shout out to World Outspoken. World Outspoken is the organization that sponsors this show. And what World Outspoken does is it prepares the Mestizo Church for cultural change. In the link, you'll see their website. And as you click on the link, you'll be able to see articles, podcasts, and we want to encourage you to check out their learning center. Well, at this time, enjoy the show. Peace.
1: Welcome back to, yet again, another installment of La Ventanita podcast, where we give a window, una ventanita, into the church planting journey of Jeremy Barahona. We also give away food for thought. My name is Joshua Sa. I am one of the co-hosts, and joining me is the lead pastor, the lead planter of the light West Palm Beach, Jeremy Barahona.
0: What's What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Well, I, I,
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna add an applause on that one i'll put it in the edit. you should i got you bro. you
0: should man and by the way I, right now the one you know leading this conversation is they call him larry king of asia
1: <laughs> the korean larry king
0: the korean larry king actually larry king when he hears this man, he's going to be like, wow, bro, you know, same anointing. Bro, Larry King And Larry away, King bro. don't even know what anointing means, but... L- L- Larry King's passed away, man. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did not
1: know that. Are you serious? See, that's how that's how deep you are into this church planting journey. You're know, so focused man. and committed at the task of planting this church. That's your dedication. I can't
0: be worried about Larry King when I'm worried about the King <laughs> Come of Come on, somebody. There's only one king in my book. <laughs> nah, I'm just. Playing. Man, I didn't know that though. That's that's really yes, sad. Rest. I you know. Well, man. Mm-hmm. Rest in man, peace. I'm sorry to hear about the king. I, I really didn't know that, but
1: <laughs> he really yes. was. He really was one of the the greatest to ever interview people, and so. Um, yeah. but anyways, let's jump into this episode, man. Um, yes. You know, after we we just finished recording an episode. And we both agreed that we thought that this conversation deserved a part two. And so, yeah. uh, the previous episode we talked on the topic of of finances, um, particularly at leaning into, um, you know, finances in relationship to sustaining you, um, as it has been. Yeah, just talking about some of the dynamics of finances in, in you and the community and whatnot. So part two, we wanted to uh, approach this conversation from a different angle. And so we want to talk about things to consider as it as it uh, pertains to financing and sustaining, especially the ministry of the Light West Palm Beach. Um, so I'll, I'll open it up for you, Jeremy. Can you give us a little bit, lay the groundwork for us on this conversation? and We'll jump right in.
0: Yeah. So so we think about church planting um, and the initial stage is when when a church planter pastor is doing this work full time. Again, I want to add that caveat. Look at look at the or listen to the previous episode to know a little bit more of how that's looked like for me um, and how we wrestled that. But when somebody's doing that full time, typically the common practice is that one raises support or raises finances. Which basically means you're asking people to support you financially on a monthly basis or yearly basis. Okay. There's a number of ways that you could do that. You could ask individuals, right? Individuals that, you know, um, you could ask different organizations. You could ask other churches, pretty much anybody who's willing to, to hear you out is a candidate to, to financial ministry. Okay. And, When that happens, you are uh, fully sustained or you're sustained by, um, the, the church or the ministry to do this work. Okay. So there comes a point as the church grows, as you continue in the work where people start dropping out for legitimate reason, right? Like they support you, um, for a, a specific amount of time and then um, the goal is for the church to not only sustain you as a as an employee of the church if if that's what you as a pastor wants to do, but also the church begins to sustain itself financially as it continues on in this mission. So we are at a crossroads in some sense where we're we've almost been here for two years as church planters, pastors um, talking about my my myself and my family. And um, doing this church work, we've noticed that that yeah, that cycle is happening, right? Where where people are fulfilling their commitments, praise God, um, and we've grown a little bit more, but we haven't launched yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're looking to launch September twenty fourth, so we're a few months away. And even after we launch, that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll be financially sustainable. So we thought, man, this this be a good time to to talk about this particular topic.
1: Yeah. Well, first, for our listeners, save the date, September 24th. Come on. The launch date of The Light West Palm Beach. So, if you are a resident of West Palm Beach, Florida, look out for The Light West Palm Beach on September 24th. And if you are a listener who's outside of West Palm Beach, Florida, and mm. you're thinking, hey, when would be a good time to possibly visit Jeremy? It's September 24th. Consider that your invitation.
0: Yes, sir. Um, so we are adapting, sir. Yeah, we are adapting. Going back to the subject, <laughs> uh, we are adapting to this lunch. Uh huh. We're adapting to the just the rhythms of giving mm-hmm. in a church plan.
1: Yeah. So for our listeners, again, um, just as a way of to help frame and guide our conversation, um, this season we've been leaning in particularly on this focus of adaptation. Um, and how you've had to adapt to certain things in the life of church planting and as being the lead planter. Um, and so in relationship to this, yeah, there comes a point, like you've mentioned, that um, it it does transition from where you're being supported by donors to where now the church is being supported by those who would consider themselves to be part of the church,
0: right? Right, from external givers uh-huh. to internal givers.
1: So. Why? Let me. As we continue to dive into this subject, let me start off by asking, man. Why do you? Why is this something that is important for people to know? And why is this? Why is this such an important uh topic for you?
0: Yeah, because even if even if a church planter is not sustained Mm -hmm. um, by the ministry, um, with certain models, it just takes money to do the work. Yeah. In certain models, of course, there's models out there Mm -hmm. where you don't need to be um, financially, I guess, sustainable. That's if, like, if you're doing like a house church and that sort of thing, Um, you probably don't need um, a budget to do that. I I, I don't know. I've never planted a a small church, but you're not as big of a budget, right? Right, right. At least not as big of a budget. But I think with the model that we're doing, which is having a or gearing toward a a wider Sunday gathering and having different ministries, mm-hmm. man, it just, it just takes money. So I think it, it's just important to know how these things work.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, So tell us, man, what are, yeah, what are some of the things that have influenced you to start? I mean, not that you haven't really been thinking about finances, um. but what are, what are the, some of the, the things that have shaped and informed uh, the way that you have been thinking about, how finances is now being transitioning into supporting the light West Palm Beach.
0: So I think, I think it's, it's two things. So the the first thing is, is time. Mm -hmm. I just, as, as we get deeper into the community, um, my time goes more into the community. I mean, it's just, it's just harder to keep up with, with people outside of, outside of the ministry. Yeah. Um so so I think just doing that dance juggling all of that in, in addition to um just managing my own home you know as as a husband as a father you know it's just something that that I'm constantly thinking about the, I think the the second thing um that I'm thinking about is um how long it actually takes to to really be known in the community mm. be known for what you're there to do us is just taking a minute, right? With the approach that we've taken. Yeah. Um, we've in God's sovereignty and providence, we we've we really have tried to plant the church from evangelism or from the connections that we have in the community itself. Mm-hmm. And that just takes time. I just listened to a, a podcast not too long ago from a guy named Tim Keller, um, kind of a pastor expert, church planter that's now retired. And he just talks about in New York City, right, like you're not talking about launch until probably two years after you start the work. And that's certainly been the case for us here in West Palm, mm-hmm. even though it's way different than New York city. It's just taking time. Yeah. Taking time for us to even think about when we could actually launch. Mm-hmm. So, so those things just are, are in my head is like, man, I want to be a good steward of, of my home, good steward of being in the community. And I also want to be a good steward of the people who are financially supporting mm-hmm um this work up up until this point how do we do that and then secondly um how do we finance um the ministry when it's just going to take time to continue to, to to dive deep into the community yeah.
1: yeah time is an interesting concept i think we have what is that what is that uh verse in the bible that um what is that man plans his plans his, his, his ways but the lord establishes his steps um, shando <laughs> i think that i think we all have certain expectations and goals um and we want right, to hit right. certain we want to be at certain places and we want to have certain things established at a certain time but then sometimes the reality is we it takes a little bit longer um right and as you were talking a little bit about uh some of the things that you've learned from from Tim Keller and you know i it what it came to my mind just kind of comparing New York City to West Palm Beach. Um, I'm not saying that in the sense of like these are polar opposites. You know, these are opposite end of the spectrums, but there are different realities um, of of living in New York City versus living in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you are listening to this episode and. Now you're starting to think about finances and and, and ministry in West Palm Beach. Um, how do you make the adaptation from some of those principles that, that you've uh, learned from? And how does it play out in the way that you do ministry or how you strategize on, you know, uh, doing ministry, but then also how the finances support that?
0: Yeah, I think I think for me up until this point it's just been a matter of just evaluating what is actually happening on the ground mm. with the work that we're doing um in any realm but in this case in finances what what is actually happening with our finances Yeah. Um so I'm asking myself questions like where where is the money coming from for us to finance the ministry and does that compute with what I just heard? Mm right? In this case, I did see some similarity to that. So, so it's just taking time, Yeah. right? Like it's going to take time for people to enter into a, a discipleship relationship with the light, let alone begin to, to give to the light if they make the, the light their home church. So, so I think it it's just a matter of just evaluating what's what's being put out there. Sure. And, and actually, I was listening to another podcast more recently. It was from um, this guy named Ed Stetzer and Warren, Warren Bird, who works for the ECFA, Warren Bird. Uh, Ed Stetzer is like this church planting guru kind of dude. And they were just talking about uh, financing and church planting. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they talked about was was that there's, in in a study that they did, they saw a, th- a trend that there's a three-to-one ratio for the core team to launch attendees. Mm-hmm. Three-to-one, three-to-one. Um, so what that means is if you have a core team when you're first starting out, um, your church plant, and core team are people who help plant the church. If you have a, a ratio of... of Three to one or one to three. Um, if you start with with thirty on a core team, more than likely, when you launch, when you start your Sunday gatherings, you're probably the trend showed that you'll probably have about ninety people at your launch, mm-hmm. right? Um, in, in our case, we have twelve people on our core team, so that would you do the math. That's that's thirty six people that we would launch with at this point. Mm-hmm. At that point that you launch you you do need to think about, okay, how do we resource this congregation in this model of church planting? How do you do that? Right. So I heard that, right. So right there, you got a window into a ventanita, mm-hmm. into um, evaluating, okay, where we're at as, as a church plant. If that trend is true to our context, yeah. you know, what will it take? Now I'm asking myself, what would it take to actually resource our congregation mm-hmm. at that point? Mm-hmm. What what kind of steps do we need to take right now for that? Um, so, yeah, so that's that's kind of how I kind of internalize the things that I hear and learn, particularly as it relates to finances. Yeah.
1: So at this point with the light West Palm Beach, right, like you mentioned, you guys are a smaller group. Um yeah. which I I know it will grow over time. Um so what are some of the things that you're you're considering and thinking through and strategizing through um in in that given the resources, whether it's financial resources or or people and even space?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the the first thing that I think about is the reality that as a church grows, the people who are going to sustain the ministry are ultimately the people that are part of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Like we can't always rely on external giving. So they say, yeah. you know, again, that, that's what experts are saying. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but if I take their wisdom, which I think there, there is value to, to their wisdom. Um, one of the things that I just think about is, well, how, how, what does it take for a church to be, Financially sustainable. Well, in the same podcast and in the study that the EECFA did, um, Warren Bird, he found out a trend that that once you have seventy six people in attendance consistently, your church could be financially sustainable or potentially financially sustainable. Mm-hmm. So, so those are things that I'm just thinking through right now. Is Okay, if we're going to be financially sustainable, um, how do we create an environment for 76 attenders? That's just the way I think about it practically. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything like too spiritual about that. I'm not saying sure like the Lord wants you to have 76 attenders. You know, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's what the stat shows. So I just think about that just yeah. naturally. So I'm just thinking through, okay, so how do we... How do we get there Mm -hmm. without manipulating anything, right? Like we want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So those are things that I'm just wrestling with is how do we get there? Uh Just with God's general wisdom Mm -hmm. um, that he gives to us, right? While at the same time, still trusting the spirit to do his thing Mm -hmm. and give us guidance. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man, that reminds me of some of our earlier conversations um, whether it is about multiplication and about people, about staying on mission, um, I think you you touched on it um just in, in the last the the, the the final thoughts that you have you shared. Um so one of the questions I that comes to mind for me is, yeah, how in light of that, I, I'm I know and I'm sure that your goal isn't we need to hit that seventy six in order to be considered like financially stable right i think these are just right. numbers that have been put together um they're not necessarily goals to to hit but they're just they're they're indicators um to help right you know help it's identify things right so how how would somebody kind of keep themselves from using that as a standard and to and to maintain that focus of being faithful to to the mission that God's put you on, or has put anybody on.
0: Yeah, I just think, I think it's just reading your Bible and praying, Mm -hmm. just asking God (laughs) to just guide you um, and to sustain you, even if it doesn't mean, even if it means that you don't hit those indicators, Mm -hmm. you know, again, all of those things are just trends that they're saying, they're not like definite biblical principles. Right. But nevertheless, I don't, I don't think they're bad guys either. Uh-huh. Right. So I just think I think the way that we keep ourselves from getting anxious right. about like, oh, we need to get there is just praying and asking the Lord to provide everything that we need mm-hmm. and to guide us in, in every single step. Yeah. Um, I think it, it goes it goes back to that. But I think maybe this is another maybe curveball to just think through. What if you launch with 76, uh-huh. but they're mostly youth? Right. Like in our case right now as a church, we're probably attracting more youth than anything else mm. in terms of our, our, I guess, our outreaches or people we're on a regular, we're in regular contact with. Yeah. Um, a lot of these youth don't even have jobs. Mm. Right. So, like, let's just say half of the room when we launch is youth. Can they really sustain the ministry financially? Sure. Probably not. So, I think that's where we just need to think through. Okay, Lord, how do you how do you want to either fund this thing, or how do you want me and my family to adjust um, our own personal finances? Is that where we get a bivocational job? Like, what what do we do then? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's the reason why we just need to pray and get in our word and just be sensitive to God's spirit. Yeah,
1: man. Well, I mean, along the same line, let me ask just to close our our time, how do you, how does somebody keep themselves from being discouraged or how does somebody Mm -hmm. keep themselves from, yeah, uh, like not, not just discouraged, but feeling like, you know, they're not successful if they're not hitting these indicators.
0: Yeah. So, so I think, man, it, it really goes back to that. Again, I'm speaking from my own experience. Um it goes back to word and prayer. Mm-hmm. It goes back to um, having people along the way who can, who can encourage you. Um, and then honestly, I think it, it's just a matter of doing the work and seeing what God does with it. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. Like, I love this this proverb from Proverbs chapter ten verse four. It says, um, "He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich." Now, I <laughs> mean, let me give a caveat. Yes. I'm not saying that as a church planter you're out here to get rich. That's not what I'm saying. I just want to clarify yeah, yeah. that. What the proverb is trying to bring out is from this observation that when you work hard in whatever you do, Mm -hmm. right? Like there is some sort of return on that work. Um, So for me personally as a church planter and I think for other church planters, we just got to do the work of, of, of making our finances work for our churches, for our families, whether that mean, you know, we get out there and we just raise support individually or whether that means like, hey, I need to work a job um, outside of this, this, this ministry, in order, in order to sustain my family. Either way, I think God, God could provide, and I think that, like, like reminding ourselves of that principle could keep us from being discouraged.
1: That's good. man. We we'll, we'll appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us. Appreciate your time. Um, just want to encourage you, as, as you've been encouraging us to stay on the grind, trusting that the Lord is. Is moving
0: and working. And you. Amen. Amen, man. Thank you, bro. And thank you to all our listeners who are listening um, to us. And, and I do want to encourage you, um, if the Lord just puts it on your heart to, to um, help us as a church, um, not just financially, but even think about this, mm-hmm. um, please let us know. You can email me at connect at the lightwpb.com.
1: All right, we'll close out this episode. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate you, man.
0: Thank you, man. Appreciate you.
1: Sorry.